At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another live stream and podcast episode of Public Access America. My name is Jason. We're just waiting for our hosts, co-hosts, guests, and all that to start. And before we hit the live stream button, I just wanted to do some house cleaning and say thank you for listening. You can find our live stream on YouTube, Public Access America, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Sunday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, Victor Reader, TuneIn, Pocket Addict and more. And um, yeah, go ahead and check out Inspirations Beyond Disabilities, another great podcast of ours. We just put out a best of clip show and I like it. We ended it with a really great clip. They're all great clips. We, uh, Kai and Ezra and I, we talk about ADHD and then uh, Caitlin from an old episode that we did on Public Access America, as a matter of fact, about dating while being blind. And then we wrap it up with teasing versus bullying when it comes to everybody but let alone like disabled people and the boundaries of that and then we talk about pop soda or soda pop which one do you say and it's all funny to me it's a great podcast and uh unsubscribe with kai is on hiatus so don't forget to at least subscribe to that subscribe to unsubscribe an oxymoron that you just gotta do and then uh don't forget adam has a beard the podcast the man the myth the legend the mental health guru seeking motherfucker he's part of our um network and yeah he's got episodes coming out again and we're really excited to have him back and uh, part of the family you know podcasters take breaks from time to time and we will too but not right now we're gonna be right back with the show right after this. Bye. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Conscience. Because that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Yay. What? Yay. What? Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> what? Ooh. Welcome to Public Access America, everybody. Yay. <laughs> shake weight, shake weight. Oh, I don't have a shake weight. Sorry. What? No shake weight. That reminds me of Ragnarok. 
the guy's sitting there with his shake weight and i'm just like that cracks me up you know what i mean <laughs> he's oh, trying God. to press those chicks he's just yeah. like Ooh. <laughs> should should you get that he's like <laughs> the shake weight was one of my favorites to come out because like though i you know at first like sitting on the couch with all my roommates and we're sitting there watching this like we think that this has to be a fucking adult swim gag yeah and then we found out it was real and we were like oh oh shit <laughs> oh dude that is hilarious that is funny i love I, it I, I lost my shit when i saw that i'm like i don't even understand what is happening right now <laughs> i i don't know i don't get it but you know what sign me up for two <laughs> two you know Holy yeah. shit. One for the front and one for the back. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Shake weight. Now with the mouth adapter. Wait. Right? What if the shake weight had teamed up with the flashlight, you know? Oh, damn. Oh, God. Damn, I feel like flesh weight. Flesh weight. <laughs> Joe Rogan's right arm would be huge. You mean it's no. not? <laughs> Not because uh, of the shake weight, that's for sure. Right, that's right. <laughs> oh my God, it's the flesh weight for sure. That's I, I, Ooh, I mean, I like, like that. the flesh weight. Flesh weight. I mean, I've got to give credit to the inventor of the shake weight. He he got everybody talking yeah. about masturbation one way or another. Right. And you also got to find out which of your family members were truly that innocent. Like you don't realize that it looks like you're pumping a Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like we're sitting so like a company that i worked for we did you know it was you know a white elephant christmas and somebody bought a fucking shake weight <laughs> and the one guy like we're sitting there we're like you know all of us are snickering about it and this one guy's wife is just like i don't know this thing looks pretty interesting i might use it and his, he's sitting there going, honey please don't <laughs> <laughs> and she like unwraps the thing and she's like what i don't see what's wrong with it i mean he's turning red as all hell we're all fucking dying at the oh. christmas party and she's just like well, this thing is great i can't you know i i mean <laughs> <laughs> the great white elephant gift right oh it's a fantastic one oh god it was so funny and it's like at this point now you know because it was new at that point but at this point it's like if you don't know that it looks like you're pumping dung i don't i there's <laughs> i don't i don't know what to tell you at this point you're a meat twinkie yeah. why didn't people make like rubber coverings for it so it could literally <laughs> look like a penis because it's pretty close yeah, I mean, you know, or, you know, maybe if you like choke your dick hard enough that you get mushroom puck head or something like that. So, this is awesome. Because I just, I just posted, I posted the live stream on Twitter and I was like, hey, if you think I'm a jerk on Twitter, come watch the live stream. <laughs> I'm a jerk on Twitter and a jerk off on the live stream. Wait. Oh, <laughs> Wow, I think shake shake weight stocks are gonna go up in the, this week. You know what I mean? Not Invest. the only thing going up this week. Um, oh, what? Ew! Shake weight now in suppository. Oh, oh! I can two. really feel it working on my sphincter. I've never done more kegels without doing a thing. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, wait, why does it feel like my shake weight keeps pushing in even further? Something's going on here. <laughs> or like, but, but the ads, the ads were just absolutely yeah. fantastic because it never featured anybody who is a normal person. It was all right. these like, com 
buff ripped dudes that are sitting there just like hardcore like you have to wonder like all of these dudes that like got paid to be a model for this they're like yeah. so you want me to use a machine that looks like i'm totally pumping a dick on my chest <laughs> how much am i getting paid for this you're not going to show my face right it should have come with a mister at the tab oh <laughs> uh, like like they did on south park <laughs> yes oh, uh it's kind of oh, like it, it was like it was like somebody took the spencer's version of bop it if you guys ever <laughs> remember that one no. yep so oh, yeah. Spencer's took the the Bop It hand game, and so you had Bop It, Twist It, uh, was it Bop It, Twist It, Pull It, and there was something else. I I keep forgetting what it was, but they programmed everything three. else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they programmed out the other two, and so it was just pull it, 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 and it would get you to go faster and faster. Pull it, 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 pull it. Ah, <laughs> the funniest shit ever. But so, it was like somebody took that and then were like, well, fuck it. Let's turn this into a serious exercise. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. And then that's how you end up with shake weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, good times. It. Yeah. Go get yourself a shake weight. Get somebody a shake weight this Christmas. They need it. Yeah. My middle name is shake weight. So <laughs> with oh, all this God. COVID and isolation and the pandemic, people are getting out again and they really need to work on their motion with the ocean <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean okay. i'm just afraid of anybody who actually grips my dick the way that they grip a shake weight that thing's getting pulled straight the fuck off that thing is getting snapped <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm doing wrong <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wait I, I i pulled it once and i heard a click is everything okay me over there like ah! <laughs> You gotta mind the stepchildren too, bro. Don't yeah. forget those. <laughs> I guess my shake weight grinder video is is the reason I'm not getting a lot of likes, huh? <laughs> uh, that's probably it. You gotta loosen the grip a little bit, buddy. Just a little. Just loosen learn. loosen the grip and mind the stepchildren. <laughs> Things you can learn on public access America. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. America. I love that. Oh. <laughs> America, when you love your shake weight so much that wait. What? Right. Let's get past the politics and back mm. to the shake weight. Mm. <laughs> the hell with politics. Let's talk about, you know, working on your masturbation game. Yes. I had to laugh because like, you know, my, you know, having teenagers now, they're at that age where, you know, they're, you know, I mean, let's be realistic. How many of us at 14, 16 were hearing all sorts of shit and we were just like snickering, uh-huh. but our, but we never talked about it with our parents because it was like something you didn't do. <laughs> well, you know, with, our, with my, with our kids, you know, we, we get to talk about all this shit. So of course, you know, yeah. lately has been like the realm of, uh, what, th- what are the euphemisms for masturbation? Like, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. jerking off, whacking it, polishing the pole, flogging the hog, whacking the weasel. Um, yeah. My my choking personal, the chicken. <laughs> Ooh, my yeah. personal favorite was uh, always shaking hands with the unemployed. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> nice. That, that one cuts deep. Uh, no, get the stranger mas- sit on your hand for a while, right? The stranger right. massaging the meat twinkie. No, Ooh. no. no? There's a the there's twinkie. a there's a band out there called uh, Bill Murray you know like named after the the actor but it's spelled b-i-l-m-u-r-i and they released a song not that long ago called absolutely cranking my fucking hog nice (laughs) (laughs) 
That a boy. That a boy, Bill Murray. Wow. I fucking love it. I think uh, the so division in, in America right now it's people that are willing to talk about masturbation and people that don't want to acknowledge it. Right. Yes. Right. I think Those we all those... need to just masturbate three times a day for the next week and then come back to the discussions. Mm. Yeah, beat it and learn something. Wait. <laughs> for some of us, it'll be a little <laughs> less. For others, it'll be a lot more. Yeah, little less right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's welcome to talk about, you know, masturbation with us. All they got to do is uh, take off their pants and jacket. Right. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Whoops. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> some people will get it. Some people will not. That's okay. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I got it. <laughs> We're just I'm not wearing any pants right now. Right here, you know? <laughs> hey, check this out, everybody. Live stream suddenly is offline. <laughs> right. Uh, we are authorities on COVID and masturbation. <laughs> well, as, as three people who have actively participated in masturbation, mm. I feel mm. like. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they always say you go blind, right? I can't see the TV screen. Are, am I on the TV? What is this thing here? <laughs> Well, I guess I guess we finally solved what happened to Jason. <laughs> oh, I don't want to go there. I was trying right. not to go there. You got to be sensitive. <laughs> Come on. You know, you see me, Jason. Oh, you see me, right? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed about it. <laughs> you know, that's the. That was always one of my favorites. You know, when when I was working with my dad, sometimes we would have fun and. Uh, I told him that joke, and he's like, "Oh fuck, we're doing this on the job site." <laughs> so my dad, my, so so there's a bunch of us. I mean, there are probably twenty of us working on this one site, and I'm I'm over like working on wall forms, and my dad comes and he just starts yelling, "Son, son, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta quit whacking it, son. You know if you keep masturbating like this, you're gonna go blind." And, I, and he's like looking over one way, and I just go. Hey, I'm over here, Dad. And I mean, everybody on the fucking job site just lost. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, I'm sure, Jay, you know, I was talking about this with our, our roommate last night. Like, everybody has their own way of dealing with the stuff that comes up in their life. Like me having severe clinical depression and having been suicidal in the past, I tell a lot of really fucked up jokes about being depressed and suicide and why it's because it's my way of coping with, mm -hmm. you know, what I have. And I'm sure that mm -hmm. you probably have some of your own jokes about blindness, mm -hmm. you know? And but so that's more kind of in time. You know what I mean? When I trip exactly. on something, it's funny. Yeah. It, but you know we all have that we all have that you know mm -hmm. it's like a little coping mechanism but at the same time it's that acceptance of our reality and what we've lived and right. so you know there's you know and that's kind of one of those things where i've gotten some real kickback on well how can you make jokes about depression and suicide when you've never gone through it i'm like hi you may not mm. know my story but <laughs> yeah but shut your dirty filthy whore mouth because now you're about to learn right exactly and it's like you know i don't make light of anybody else's situation i make light of my own and that's the difference. Hundred percent. That's what the, that's what separates us from the from the animals. I would like to call them because, like, if you have a path, dude, and like they didn't, 
they were these sheltered people who were given spoon fed everything right up there's their little mm. their little chocolate starfishes with everything they ever wanted right oh, and man. some of us really had to struggle to get what we wanted and even have our own path and even have our own story and then be able to laugh and be joyful about the dark shit that we've gone through man yeah. that's Cause you almost that's you were on the edge of something that's something worth bragging about you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you haven't, if you haven't considered suicide you've never struggled and if you've never struggled you've never lived and that's and that's you know you start to see where where some people's lack of experience and in, in hardship really plays out you know I, I commonly joke about the fact that, you know, shit can hit the fan. And, you know, this person that, you know, that's been telling jokes, the, you know, for the last 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes straight suddenly disappears. And it's like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And people just get absolutely, you know, blindsided by the fact that like, I can like hit this weird Zen moment. And it's like, everything just lays out in front of me perfectly. And I'm like, okay, you need to do this. I need to do this. We got to get this done. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll resolve this. But then, you know, me sitting there trying to figure out how to get the fucking wrapping off of something because they right. childproofed it is like, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Mother of God. <laughs> you know, and, and, and my aunt and I have laughed about this constantly because it's like, you know, you, when you grow up in those hardships, you get used to living in that hardship. And it's like yep. when something difficult comes up, you're just able to go, okay, this is how we're going to handle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yep. and it, it all just, it all just smooths out and yeah, sure. There's going to be some uncertainty, but you know, it's kind of that if you don't commit to what you're going to do, then you, you're going to find yourself struggling even harder and people who haven't, you know, really struggled tend to struggle with the idea of, okay, I've just got to come to something and I've got to just go with it and mm-hmm. learn if it's working and adapt as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think people that's that never struggled struggle to find people to fix it for them. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Man. I think that's their struggle, but that they've never learned those life lessons. You either learn from watching other people go through shit or you learn from your own shit. And I have the great ability of combining those. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I agree too, man. hundred percent, man. Yeah. That's Absolutely. cool. But everybody should know that, you know, almost everybody's considered suicide, but for me, it's a zero sum. If tomorrow has the potential, even 2% of being better than today, then it's worth trying. But for some people, that's not a reality. For some people, tomorrow is doesn't have a promise of being any better than today. They're in so much pain and misery. And mm-hmm. there's a compassionate um, bill in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania that they're suggesting to give people give the give it responsibility to the doctor to determine whether this person can end their own life in a mm-hmm. compassionate way and i think that's so cool we need to start thinking about stuff like that you know you know and it, that's and that's, that's something that growing up on a farm and having tons of animals like you know we we have taken this road of you know it's inhumane to let an animal suffer mm-hmm. like we you know objectively we look at our pets we look at our we look at our food sources and we're like okay yeah renal failure the medicine is going to kill the animal and they're going to be suffering the entire lo- uh, the entire way or you know we give them a dignified death and they don't mm-hmm. have to sit there and suffering and we're not just medicating them out of their minds 
to me, it's one of those things where I know that a lot of people probably, you know, are not a fan of that idea. But at the same time, it's like, what makes us so different from from anything else that, you know, we're willing to talk about ending the suffering of an animal, but not ending the suffering of a human being who is terminal? Because to me, that's wrong. Like, the idea of being so selfish that you can't let a person go when they're in just agonizing pain and they're they they have no autonomy left whatsoever uh you know and i'm not talking like they're in a wheelchair i'm talking like you know the people who are suffering seizures non-stop mm-hmm. and can't do anything yeah stage mm-hmm. four something you know yeah. they've done their bucket list they're done they're ready to go you know yeah, yeah. i think that'd also- be kind of cool if you had like well, i don't know if it's cool or not I, I maybe i misspoke just now but uh, if you have like some kind of terminal thing and then you're like, you know what, fuck it. At the end of this, I want to, I just want to kick it. So, mm-hmm. Hey, I want this bucket list done at the end of this bucket list. Like check out, Boom. you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I number, think it'd be make it number 10 on your bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's been like, so like with Oregon's law, I know that they had to revise it. I think once, because basically they, the way that it was written was, is that you had to like be on the cusp of that point of being, you know, losing control of your body. Yeah. You like, how objectively do you measure that? Because how do you know that, you know, while this seizure, this seizure ended, how do you know that the next seizure isn't going to, you know, uh, there is no objective way to understand that. And this and this revolved around, I think she was like a 25-year-old girl and a, a 25-year-old woman. And she just, you know, she had, it was a stage four brain cancer. And, you know, she would just slip into these hours-long seizures. God damn. And it's like, at what point, at what point do you get to say, no, 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 the seizure ended. You're, you know, you're fine for now. So you get to, you have to keep going. That's bullshit. Like, mm. I can't imagine, like, I've never had a seizure. And so I can't imagine the exhaustion coming out of a seizure to begin with, oh, let alone no. having like an hours long one and then yeah. being told that, oh, yeah, this is going to kill you, but you can't take, you can't end it your own way. You have to wait for this fucking seizure to end you. That's just shitty. That is shitty. That's a horrible way. What? That's suffering right there. Why are that, politicians that's... making a law determining something that a doctor should have the opinion on? That's my issue. Why are politics preventing people from having a dignified death? Because it's a random line in the sand that they have a moral opinion about, you know? Well, and then I think that's, but that's, uh, that's like, get out of my healthcare, right? Just get out of my healthcare. That's the issue at hand is, is that it's, it's politicians being involved in healthcare Mm -hmm. and asserting this religious principle that doesn't belong in, in that decision making. Look, how you know for example as as somebody who's on the atheist side of things like why do your you know religious laws apply to me when i don't subscribe to your view right. why why is it you know what if somebody is a hindu and they believe in dignified death are you mm-hmm. going to use the same judeo christian principles and enforce it on people who are hindu that doesn't right. make any sense essentially what you're establishing is this principle that religion gets to play a role in the law that is created and right. i think that's bullshit now don't get me wrong you don't want somebody like a kevorkian running about and just ending people but at the right. same time too it's it's very much a it's very much a case by case assessment by mm-hmm. assessment basis. And, you know, um, so I don't know if you guys know the story of, of right to die legislation. 
I followed it loosely. I just started researching it last week, you know, and I just um, didn't. I thought it was a little morbid for Halloween, like death, but not death. That I was like, no, no it's spooky death. So when it's you were, like- <laughs> so when you were researching that, you, you probably came across the name Dax Cowart. Mm-mm, not yet. Uh, look up Dax Cowart. Um, he was he number one. He was a friend of mine. Um, an absolutely fantastic human being. Um, oh. His story in a nutshell is that, you know, dude was a Vietnam Air Force pilot, survived Vietnam, the, the horrors of Vietnam, comes back to the U.S., is developing land with his dad. Uh, they, go to, they go to check out a piece of property in Texas, uh, or I think it was Texas. I forget where it was at. But um, the valley had a natural gas leak, and it filled up the valley. And then when one of them went to start their cars, the gas all ignited and exploded. And um, killed his dad and left him with burns over 90% of his body. When uh, a local rancher came by uh, to find out what had happened because he saw the explosion, they came across Dax. And Dax just wanted to end his life because he was in such pain and suffering. Well, the rancher wouldn't do it, got help, you know, got him to a hospital. He just wanted to go. And they wouldn't let him go because at the time in hospitals, it was, you had to save life at all costs, period, Mm -hmm. end of story. And so he had to go through a series of agonizing scrapes and treatments and burn coverings for years, just Mm -hmm. going through an endless amount of pain and suffering, lost his fingers, lost the use of his hands, lost his eyesight, lost. um, I mean, he was, it, it really fucked him up hard. But out of that pain, he went to law school, studied to become a lawyer, and then uh, he, not only did he sue the gas company that had the leak and won, but then set his sights on right-to-die legislation. And that's how yeah. you end up with DNRs being uh, a thing in hospitals. Damn. Well, thanks, uh, Definitely. That's Dax, a hell of a goddamn story, man. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Da- the thing about Dax was like... Dax was a, an entirely different person. And like, when I say that he, uh, he had no eyesight, but he could see you, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it was incredible. It was, it was really incredible. One of my favorite stories is, uh, so when I was, I, I went out to California, my aunt was taking the California bar exam. I was watching the dog and just helping, you know, with a few things around there while I was there. Uh, Dax, uh, was Dax was at home and his wife was out working. Um, and I told Dax that I was going to go work on my car. Well, Dax hadn't been able to work on vehicles since the seventies at that point. So, you know, here it is like 2014. Yeah. 2014. And Dax was like, Hey, do you mind if I join you? You know, I haven't gotten to work on a car in ages. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Come on down. So, you know, he, we got him into his lift and got him downstairs and he, you know, got him situated and he just sat there with me while I, you know, I, I put in uh, new, I put in new plugs and wires in my car, nothing special. But what I did was I would hand him, you know, I'd had set down like my spark plugs with him or I'd set down my wrench with him. So, you know, he was helping. Nice. And so, you know, after I got my car all done and working and <laughs> got to listen to me swear because like the Apollo that I had at the time. It was a six cylinder and the front three uh, spark plugs and wires were just right there. But the back three were like clear back behind the damn mm-hmm. firewall. and It was a pain in the ass. So I get that all done. And he's just like, man, I haven't gotten to do that in a long time. He's like, 
is is awesome. I mean, I have no idea what you're doing because I'm, I'm I'm sure that the engines have changed so much. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're completely different. Mm-hmm. So you ain't know, like working on a 350 Chevy. And he laughs and he's like, yeah, you know. But thanks, you know, it was cool to actually get to be a part of working on cars again for the first time in a long time. Yeah. For a lot of disabled people, the joy comes in a moment where they don't have to think about their disability, where they can just be somebody, you know. And so I really appreciate that story for you doing that, you know, because that's all it takes, you know. You know, and, and that was just it. You know, dude hadn't been a part of something for, you know, 40 years, mm-hmm. almost 50 years at that point. You know, he, yeah, I'm reading the story that right now about him right now, dude. That's fucking amazing. And he just, he was 71 when he passed away. Yep. Wow. And, and you gave him a little bit of light, light, a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's badass, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Dax, Dax is an awesome person. And, uh, you know, he, he, it really truly was like somebody worth knowing just because he was, like you said, he just, he could see you. And mm. it was, it was crazy. Um, and he changed so. the world. He changed the country, right? Yeah, he did. He did. That's yeah. awesome. No, so, so, uh, yeah, and uh, his, uh, you know, uh, his uh, widow uh, is now out here in Olympia, uh, Centralia, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So hey, somebody um, go rake her, go rake the leaves in her yard, or go buy her <laughs> a casserole or some flowers or something. Definitely, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been a few years since Dax passed away, and and you know she's just. She's out here just living her life uh, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, uh, she's out to go uh, see her friend slash my old boss get married in Indiana. So it's cool. I, I have yet to get down there and go see her just because I've been so busy. But uh, plan is is that I'll get down there here shortly to go to go say hi and see how yeah. how everybody's doing. Was it's, she was she with Dex when that happened? Were they married? No, no, no. They they met sometime later. I want to say like in. The, was it the nineties or the two thousands? I forget when. Okay. You have nineties, I, I want to say. Um, so no, yeah, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't together uh, at that point. But yeah, it definitely was very interesting. And, and of course, you know, uh, after Dax passed away, I, I ended up having a dream about him. And this mm-hmm. is the crazy part is, um, so I I had told. Uh, my boss about it just because it was it it was something that was it was really crazy and you know it's kind of one of those things where you just never really know if if what you experienced was just a dream or if there was something more behind it but i was i was dreaming that i was working on that car and um all of a sudden this guy comes up i mean he's a very good looking guy and he just hands me my wrench and says thanks and then just walks off Mm -hmm. and when i looked and and i was like that was Dax. I know that was Dax. And when I looked up his Air Force picture, it was Dax. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. It was so crazy. It, it's so weird. Like, I don't, I, I don't have an explanation for it, but I don't think that I need to explain it. No, there's no need. Mm-mm. It's, it's just really weird. It was really cool. And, you know, it's badass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, it's, it's one that I get to have. So, yeah, that's yours. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love that. That's special. I'm not quite sure where to go from there. (laughs) (laughs) At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's pretty legit, though, man. I think that the fact that you even mm-hmm. took the time, it's like, hey, man, let's go do this, or you, like, helped him to get down there to, to just yeah. share that experience with him, man. I think that was that was slick, dude. I mean, not many people will take the time to do that. Not many people look past, you know, injuries, not, you know, Right. disabilities they won't they won't take the time to do that and like hey let's go do this you know what fuck mm-hmm. it let's let's go run a marathon real quick you want to go do that there you go mm-hmm. one leg but you know what the experience you know mm-hmm. the experience. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like so that. and that was what you know we talked a lot about it. he loved working on cars he also loved football too he was a huge oh, yeah. Dallas Cowboys fan, so mm-hmm. I, I, if there's anything I can fault him for, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, yeah. Now that I can work with. Do you think he had an opinion on Aaron Rodgers being such a douchebag? <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, he would have. You know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Adam had me put my Bears jersey on so I could complain about Aaron Rodgers, the douche. Yeah, let's let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. You mean Why? you mean Karen Rodgers? <laughs> Why is, why is critical it critical thinker? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know why everybody's bagging on Rogers. I mean, I, all right. I, I've, had, I've had some so, time to think about that one. So go so ahead. I saw, I, I saw an interview. I saw um, a post from a friend of mine. She's, she's an amazing person. Puts out a, a, a post about him saying, you know, uh, he's always wearing those shirts. Say when, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And so, that came from that movie Tombstone. Remember when Doc Holliday had the tuberculosis and was he was yeah. notorious for saying, "Say when," you know. Mm-hmm. And fucking, he died from tuberculosis. Is is Aaron Rodgers indicating he's got some kind of uh, <laughs> something's, <laughs> something's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, his contract is probably saying that, but right. um, we could ask Olivia Munn, right? Mm, Olivia mm. Munn. So so here's here's where I think this is this one is one more. What, Ooh, what, what do you got? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, think about Olivia Munn. Go ahead. Anyways, carry on. I got one so, more coming. <laughs> mm. So so here's so here's the issue. What did Aaron Rodgers say about about his COVID-19 status before that he had been immunized against COVID. What does mm. that mean? What does you know that what? mean? It means he didn't get a shot and he means he got sick and he got a shot and he thinks he's immune. That's that could be it. That could be it. He's never said whether or not he's had COVID before or not, mm. but I think this is, this is a couple of different parts. It's one part, absolutely misleading. And one part, I would say just absolute assholery. So when you're immunized, saying you're immunized against COVID means one of two things. I, A, you've had COVID. B, you've had the vaccine. People assumed that he had the vaccine. Well, for somebody who got vaccinated, what do you, what do you hear people saying? Yeah, I got vaxxed or I've been vaccinated. Something along those lines. Now, but back then was that the way it was, you know? But, oh, I mean, back in August? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember when he, when he said it originally, you know? August. 
So here's where this gets really messed up. <coughs> so he gets COVID. And it's not until he gets COVID and people are going, what the fuck? You know, did you get a breakthrough case or were you just an anti-vaxxer? That he says, I didn't get vaccinated. Right. That I had a plan in place. Uh, should I get COVID? But then decides to come out and say, yeah, I'm allergic to some of the ingredients in the vaccine. So. Uh, is it the so, oil, the sugar, the salt? Which one is he allergic to? You know, and that's just it is, is that, you know, they don't have a whole lot of ingredients in them. And guess what? If they're, if he is allergic to some of the ingredients in it, like I know people who are, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. But here, but this is where you have this intentional dishonesty that really sits poorly with people. That's what sits how many people, how many people would have been like, oh shit. You know, if Aaron Rodgers had come out and said, Hey, you know, I believe in people getting the vaccine. I can't get it. Because I'm allergic to the contents of it. Right. What would people? What would people have said? Oh yeah, no, 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 that's totally okay. You know, the whole point of the vaccine is, you know, for people who can't get the vaccine, those of us who can help create this possible herd immunity. It's like the the allergy came later, and most people who, I mean, mo- uh, most people who I know or who I've seen posts on social media from or or any number of things are very adamant. It's like, Hey, look, I can't get the vaccine because I'm allergic to X or I'm allergic to something that's in the shot. It's just not, I can't, I don't want to. That's a perfectly fine excuse too. You can say, I don't want to, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, be honest about it. It's Mm -hmm. the dishonesty about it. That has left a poor, a poor taste in people's mouths so much. So, you know, he's been, you know, like, uh, he had a a partnership with a a health company in Wisconsin and they dropped him over it. Yeah. He's off Uh of jeopardy, right? And yeah, and he's uh, taking ivermectin and, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, things that aren't approved. Meanwhile, you know, we've got things like monoclonal antibodies. We've got things like uh, a new uh, COVID Mm -hmm. uh, antiviral pill. Um, They just found Mm -hmm. that there's an an SSRI that seems to reduce hospitalizations by 90% and deaths or hospitalizations Mm -hmm. by 67% deaths by 90% by taking a Two a day, ten day dose of this medication. So, right. the reality is, is, is that you know, he could have said, "Hey, I am allergic to the shot. I'm not going to be able to take it." I have spoken with my healthcare provider, and right. we have a set of we have a set of plans that revolve around things that have been researched and approved. Okay. Yeah, well, I think at a, on a, a world stage or such a such a monumental stage, you have to be transparent. You don't have the luxury right. of of being anonymous. Like, well, nobody gives a shit about this dude, Adam. You know, right. did he get a shot? Did he get a shot? Didn't he get a shot? I mean, I, nobody gives two fucks about me on his level of where he's at in in his career. Um, on the stage he's on, he should be very transparent. The thing with him is he doesn't have the option. He's a part of a system. So all yep. he does is say, I'm not getting it. And the publicist spins it. He doesn't yep. even have to do anything. But my issue is the fact that he's a part of a team of what, 40 people, 50 people plus mm-hmm. staff. And yep. 
that doesn't sound like he's being a part of the team. Like you always hear football players saying, I would take a bullet for my team, but you're not going to, and not being honest about it. Like you're not standing up for anybody by saying, well, I'm standing up for freedom of choice, but I'm going to hide that. So that what people don't yell at me. I don't, I don't understand. It's such a pussy move for such a pussy quarterback. You know what I mean? Like agreed. Sorry. I mean, you've been in the league a hundred years. You won one Super Bowl. Screw you. Go away. (laughs) Nobody cares about Rodgers. Says the Bears fan, by the way. Nobody cares cares about Rodgers. Like nobody cares about the Cowboys. You know, fuck Rodgers. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck Dallas Cowboys. Look, take a look. Dallas Cowboys. Fuck you. Come get some. You know what I mean? But but Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, he is considered to be one of the great quarterbacks of this Mm -hmm. this time and age right now. I mean, I don't have his stats. I don't. I don't really know of exact numbers. But he's one of the greats. He does some great plays. He does some amazing shit on that. You know, Sunday night football, Thursday night, whenever he plays. He does great shit. And I yes, think that he can. Yes, he can. Right. But he has to carry that greatness from the football field that people, kids look up to the son of a bitch and say, mm-hmm. hey, man, that dude is phenomenal. I want to be like Aaron Rodgers. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers is being a fucking asshole right now because he's not transparent. He's not telling the truth. He's dishonest. Yeah. He's on such a high level of celebrity ship right now. Dude, you can't do this kind of shit because you're about to burn yourself and his girlfriend at the at the time around is shailene woodley shailene woodley mm, get some of that because uh. <coughs> exactly that's what i'm saying right yeah. but he, he is he's legit he's a legit legit superstar and he's this is this is a career ender for him he's this is not good there's no well, escape and that's and that's and if and you know, this is one of those things where I've told my kids time and time again, do the laziest thing you ever can for yourself. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You want to know why it's lazy? Because you don't have to make up these stories. You don't have to try and keep these stories straight, depending right. on who you're talking to. And you don't have to worry about the backlash of when somebody finds out that you're lying, Right. that you're now going to have to cover your ass. The answer, yeah. if he really, truly was allergic is, hey, I'm allergic, I can't get the shot. I recommend, you know, talking to your healthcare provider about getting mm-hmm. the shot, make your choice from there. And that's literally all he had to do. And and that people would have been like, you know what, I may not agree with, you know, him saying, talk to your healthcare provider about getting the shot. And, and I full out have had people say like, well, why should people talk to their doctor about getting the shot? Well, who the fuck else should you really talk to about getting a shot? Your doctor knows you. Can I interject? Do it. May, may I interject? Honestly, in all reality, the doctor really doesn't know anything until the nurse tells him. So I think I trust the nurses more than I trust my own doctor. That's just me, though. You know what I'm saying? But, but Aaron but, Rodgers doesn't have to talk to those people. He talks to he the doesn't. publicist from State Farm. He talks to the publicist from the Green Bay Packers. He talks to the publicist. That's the meeting he's having where he yeah. says, I'm not getting vaccinated. Fuck you all spin it. So I look good. And then they do like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to say or do anything to come out and say, I'm immunized, probably pissed off every one of his publicists. And then when he came out and was like, Oh, I have COVID. They were like, God damn it, Aaron, you know, (laughs) shut your mouth. You dumb athlete. (laughs) Like shut up and dribble Aaron, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's my problem is that, yeah, he just, it wasn't his story to spin and it, he let it got away, get away from yeah. him. 
you know, yep. like yep. be honest. It doesn't matter if you're allergic, you're allergic. If you just don't feel ready to get it, have that conversation so that other people feel comfortable also not ready to get it going. Okay. Well, Aaron wants to learn more. I do too. I feel better about it. You know what I mean? But he, mm -hmm. all of his, and, and then here's the other thing. A lot of cities have vaccine mandates in stadiums. Now he went in there pretending that he was vaccinated by saying I'm immunized and splitting hairs, but he went into stadiums illegally in some of these stadiums, Yeah, you know, and that's an issue for me because he could have infected people. Well, they were all immunized, so he couldn't have affected any of them, just other team players, I guess, you know? Now I know Washington yeah. state is really super strict with, uh, with gatherings, concerts and things like that. And, yeah. you know, they get it. People come in and they have to show their vax cards. I mean, you go to, you go to a concert, you have to show your vax cards, Wamu theater, you know, going to, um, whatever the fuck the Mariners thing is now, mm -hmm. I think, cause they keep changing it. I think it's Tampax stadium. Now I don't know what the fuck it is, but you have to have a goddamn shake vax weight, card. Shake and that, weight stadium. That's shake weight stadium. Right. That's and then the choice <laughs> of every corporation, not, not the government, like the stadium, yes. the stadium owners and the, the, you know, the owners say we want them vaccinated. It's not the government saying make them vaccinated. And right. that's important. They care. You know? they, they care about the people that are coming in. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you know what? On one side of the story, you get, you know, these people are trying to control people, get everybody, get immunized. You have to do this on the other side of these business owners. They're like, well, fuck, I want people to come back. How about mm -hmm. this present the, you know, Hey, just, get vaccinated, show that you got vaccinated and then you yeah. can come in and have a good fucking time. Take your underwear off, throw it at somebody, fucking smuggle yeah. somebody's plums. I don't give a fuck. But as long as you have the vax card, guess what? You can come in. And I think that's a good move for businesses, for sports teams. And I think mm -hmm. it's a shit move for people like Aaron Rodgers who have that status. We <laughs> think they're above the law or above their, above, uh, caring and compassion for their fellow human being because that's all you're doing is throwing people under the bus when you're like lie to them like that i mean yep. it's it's a, it's a the move. other thing he could have done the donald trump move of getting vaccinated and never saying anything about it again right he mm -hmm. could have just been like yeah I'm, I'm fine and moved on being vaccinated <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you again, know and there's there's limit there's very limited allergies to the vaccine and you can be tested for those ahead of time so that's something you exactly. could have said you know and, and and i will also say too that for people who are concerned about whether or not they should get a booster guess what there's a great tool out there you can talk to your doctor about getting an antibody test done find out if you actually need the booster you know that's and, a good move that's a that's a legit move dude you know, because great, you know, yes, the shot is free, but you know, if you've already gotten both shots, like I have, if you've already had COVID, like I've had, you know, I have, I'm weighing whether or not I should get a booster. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I should get an antibody test done first, see how, what, where my antibody levels are at. And if I'm solid and have plenty of antibodies in my system, great. Then I'm going to leave that shot open for somebody who needs it. But if yeah. I go in there and they say, hey, look, your antibody levels are low, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get myself a booster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's legit, man. That's called, that's something that I like to call thinking outside the box and thinking about other people. Like for you, you're thinking about your family. You know what I mean? Think about your roommate, your kids. I mean, your, right. the missus. You know, it's, it's, it's not a selfish thing for you to be like, man, I care. You know what I mean? And I think that's fantastic, dude. Like, but you're you also. I'm sorry, but you're also thinking about too. It's like, man, if if I don't need it, 
fuck, I'm giving it to somebody else or let somebody else have something like that. So that's, I think this is where Aaron Rodgers really, really messed up, dude. He didn't, he's not thinking about other people. He's only thinking about where's he getting that next, you know, money, you know? Yep. And it sucks. It sucks. And, and now because, you know, he now has a history of being a liar very publicly, it makes it very difficult for him, you know? He's, he's decided to take the way of pain and make things more difficult for himself for no good reason. That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, what is he going to endorse being a known liar, right? Donald Trump. Like, Donald can't, Trump. can't say buy State Farm because why would I trust a liar, right? Right. You know, and you know damn good and well that all of these corporations are having that conversation. Like, what do we mm-hmm. do with this? You know, because, you know, it doesn't... I would say that whether or not you're committed to getting the vaccine or not doesn't really matter in this scenario. The issue at hand is the lack of honesty, right. you know, and, and, and that, that in and of itself is the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You so, know, like the woke mafia gets mad at, at on me, especially on Twitter, but what I am on Twitter, I say I'm here all the time. And it's that you, it's your personal choice. Like you really have to, I'm not pushing anybody to get a vaccine or not get a vaccine. I I believe people should live the life that in their heart tells them the next day that is a good life. And I'm never going to push somebody to do something that I don't have enough information about. You know, I'm not judging you for not getting a vaccine because I haven't lived a mile in your shoes. I don't know you, you know, if you can get it, please get it. But if you can't get it, at least stand up for other people that, that maybe can't get it. He could have been a great advocate for a portion of the vaccine we don't understand very well, and that's allergies. A lot of people don't talk about that. We talk about immune suppression, you know, like people mm-hmm. that can't get it because of their systemic illnesses. But an allergy, he could have really been an advocate for something like that. And that's a real shame. That's a missed opportunity in the larger Absolutely. discussion, you know. Yeah, that's a good that's a good look right there. Especially when you look at the fact that, you know, we're, we're, we've got a bunch of people around the country that are facing these prospects of potentially losing their job, and you don't really have a solid uh, medical exemption process in place. Not and at all. so, and, and, and that's a big problem um, because, you know, if, you know, when you look at what reasonable accommodation looks like, especially under the ADA, something that, you know, Jason's very familiar with, I would make the argument that the inability to take vaccines is a disability in some regard Mm -hmm. the reason being is is that you know you're you literally don't have a choice that you know you take the shot you're going to face severe outcomes from it or you're going to be completely set aside by society and that doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah you're damned if you do damned if you don't i think in our in our industry we have that you know that you have to do this. It's a requirement. You have to get your shot. We lost a lot of good fucking people, like on the 18th of October. You know, a lot of good mm-hmm. troopers, a lot, a lot of phenomenal troopers. I mean, not all state troopers are assholes, and a lot of the ones we lost were fucking amazing. A lot of great uh, DOT employees. Everybody just walked, and then we have you know those those arrogant type that just like you know what? I'm not getting a shot. You can't tell me. I quit. And it's like. Dude, what about your family? I mean, at that point, you have to think about not only yourself, like you said, like you did, Jeffrey. I mean, you got to think about the bigger picture. And for me and for a lot of us, the bigger picture is our family and our stability and how we're going to make that next dollar. But to, to, to 
this mandate, dude, is that we have. It's horrific. It's 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 horrifying. I mean, it's like nobody, all that option, that choice is taken away from us. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed. And so now when Fiorinsley puts out his deal saying, hey, guess we have to do this. You are going to do this. It's like, look, dickhead, give at least uh, offer the option of people who can or cannot, who are have these medical disabilities, that these uh, allergies, these these situations that, that you know shit about. You can't. You can't limit somebody. It's like telling a woman she can't do something with her own body. It's like telling right. a person you can't end your life. This is this is borderline bullshit because, well, if it's not crossed over full cannonball into the into the pond bullshit, it it's legit wrong, dude. I mean, out of my healthcare, right? Like, I'm not the out of our healthcare. I'm a unique individual with with entirely unique medical needs that a politician averaging out for the entire population just doesn't get. You don't understand the individual situations. So let a doctor decide. Like, there's exemptions on disability. You can sign up for disability if you have long-term COVID effects, but Mm -hmm. you can't sign up for disability if like jeffrey said you have an allergy to vaccines and that's an issue that we should discuss that's something that you know like protect us ahead of time but don't don't invasively get into my medicine and and remove the options from a doctor doctor's advice you know right and so you know now you're you know you know my doctor that i go see flat out it's like we're not handing out exemptions you know, uh, medical Ooh, exemptions. And it's like, you know, on, on one side, great, you know, but on the other side, like if the there fuck? was, a, if there was a great way that, the, and I think this is a national conversation that needs to be had is what does, um, an allergy exemption to vaccine mandates look like? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's not something that's just going to affect a bunch of stubborn dickheads that we've, you know, that, you know, that some of them are, yep. right. it's going to affect a lot of, a lot of people kids that are going to school adults that have to be in the workplace and they shouldn't be punished because their body has flat out rejected what we have available to them right yep yep in which case you know what then what that conversation needs to be is hey you know what do we do in the short term to make sure that people who can't get the shot are going to be safe? Does that mean, does that mean that people who have an allergy to the medication, uh, to the, to the vaccine are given things like the COVID antiviral pill that they're given frontline access to monoclonal antibodies when they mm-hmm. test positive, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the reality is, is that, you know, yep. the vaccine does reduce transmission. You go from about a one in eight to a one in 14,000 chance of getting a breakthrough case of COVID as yeah. it stands right now. The, the reality pills, is the pills, by the way, the new one is nine, uh, 89% effective. So, yep. And so, so legitimately like, you know, you have, uh, you have these, you know, the, the, especially with the antiviral, the antiviral is going to be a huge game changer for hospitals mm-hmm. and, and, and Around I would argue world. And I would which argue that it's going by, to be, which yeah, by the way, is giving away free. So yeah. that it can be produced globally by countries yes yeah pfizer and merck are are partnering up to make sure that this gets distributed why because because the the economy is the economy worldwide is fucking hurting from all of this Mm -hmm. but the reality is 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 that number one breakthrough cases are going to happen number two as long as the virus keeps mutating there are going to be chances that we're you know somebody who's vaccinated is going to end up period in a story Mm -hmm. but number three 
the people who are vulnerable to it should have an option available to them that the moment they've got, you know, a positive COVID test, it's like, all right, let's begin this process. Let's get this rolling. You know, that way it's like, Hey, I feel like crap right now, but if I start taking this antiviral, all I'm going to feel is like crap, Mm -hmm. you know, because what are, what else are you going to do? It's like, sit there and let them wait until they're absolutely in death's grip and then be like, okay, I suppose it's time to get you into the hospital. Oh, by the way, we don't have any beds and you're going to be sitting in the hallway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, which the hallway is the real bullshit place to be, man. Let me tell you when I got injured in 08, I got, uh, I, I blew something out of my back. And so they're like, they put me in the hallway. The hallway is a fucking nightmare because yeah. one, they tell you, well, change it to the scan. Well, shit. All right. I guess I'm changing. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Willie out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, and it was not a, not a pleasant sight. You know, I'm, I mean, it's not yeah. even for me. You put so, me on Demerol in a hospital hallway and fuck, you're <laughs> insane, man. Oh, no. I'll find that red phone every time. <laughs> right. And so it's a fuck place to be, dude. It is. So, <laughs> so yeah. like, we have, we have all of these great medical advancements, and mm-hmm. now we need a further cutting of the red tape. And this is one thing where if there's anything that Donald Trump got right during his presidency, it was cutting red tape to get this medication and vaccine process rolling. Really? He cut the tape to get the funding out there to get this shit moving. That is, that is, I would say that is the only thing that he actually got right. Yeah. Like really, truly right. And, and he's the fact that, asshole, matter, by the way. oh, absolutely. He's still an <laughs> asshole, him. but he's an asshole Trump. that he, yep. Yep. Let's go Trump. <laughs> Let's go Brandon. Uh, fuck up, fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. Which I got I got thoughts on that, but we'll get to that one. Um but I do respect the truck driver that spent twenty two hundred dollars to get elected. Like fuck yeah, man. Right. <laughs> and you most know, of that was on Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know, we need to we need to address the fact that there are gonna be people out there that can't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the way that we have to address that is we need to make sure that the people who can't get vaccinated have those medications handily available to them uh, as uh, in case shit happens. Like, you know, yeah. obvi- you know, with, with the caveats, like, look, don't be taking this until you need it. Yeah. Because right. you will need it at some point and you, you will want to have it for the moment. And, you know, with the monoclonal clonal antibodies that's got to be done in a hospital that's great we'll get you on we'll get you on mm-hmm. the fucking medication you'll have that little fucking 20 pill pack waiting for you at your house right. you know for each of your family members who can't get vaccinated and the moment that that hits you start taking that medication you come in see us for the antibody treatment let's make sure that you stay safe and that's really how it should be yeah. it's like you sorry you can't get vaccinated here's the reasonable accommodation that we have to try and keep you from dying or ending up in the hospital i think it's a phenomenal solution man i mean it, just get get tested i mean get your antibodies tested that's what we talked about earlier it's like you know right. go and get those antibodies tested see if you can cannot what see what needs to be you know, what can right. we, what can be helped? How can we help you? You know, that's what we should be doing. Or, you know, the medical community. Right. My mom actually just went and got an antibody test done because, you know, the booze are out. My mom's in, in what's considered the at-risk age group. She's in her sixties. Mm-hmm. She's had cancer. She's had chemo and radiation. Uh, she had COVID, got the double shot of Moderna and went in to find out, do I really need to get this booster? 
And I, and if I remember right, she said that they like to see their antibody count in like the, it's like the 70 to 90 range. My mom's antibody count was at 250. Nice. Well, hell so, yeah. So she's a so guess what? Hell yeah. So guess what? Mom don't need a booster. Fantastic. Okay. Somebody else that awesome. needs it can get it. Yeah. But I think, I think it's, it's not political. It's medical. And I think Absolutely. everybody can get on board red or blue, like get out of my health care. Stop making me decide politically based, you know, how I should take care of myself. Just get out of the way and let my doctor tell me what to do. You know, stay, stay, keep me, keep the, me- the political out, out of yeah. the medical and keep your goddamn religion out of my fucking medicine as well. You know, yep. And it will be just fine. 100%. I love it. Thank you for listening to the first hour of Public Access America. You can find us on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Amazon Music. And you can find our live stream on YouTube at Public Access America, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. Tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to public access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio, Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 